0: hi it's mike styles and this is this week in the metaverse your weekly newscast that keeps you up to date on everything that isn't real and yet is it's july 11th let's see what developed this week this just in meta did something right No, changing the name of their company to Meta isn't it. But they did decide that the MetaQuest 2 head goggle hardware will no longer require you have a Facebook account for it to work. Oh, they changed the name of MetaQuest 2 as well. It used to be called Oculus Quest 2. And Meta is reportedly thinking about changing the name of Water to Runny Clear. When people heard about the Facebook account mandate to use the pricey VR hardware, they thought to themselves, what a bunch of dicks. But starting in August, you'll be able to sign up for a meta account to access your MetaQuest headset, which, yes, is making you sign up for an account, but it won't be a Facebook account and it won't have any connection to Facebook. In fact, if you already have a Quest connected to a Facebook account, you'll now have to create that new meta account, too. The goal is for all of us to have 900 online accounts we have to manage. Lael Brainard is the vice chairwoman of the Federal Reserve, and the word brain is right there in her last name. So the pressure's on for her to be smart. Smart or not, she's made it as clear as she possibly can that she couldn't be less impressed with the crypto sector. She says recent volatility has exposed serious vulnerabilities, and then she gave a laundry list of failings. And then she was so hopped up she read her actual laundry list. She did offer up a possible answer, strong regulatory guardrails that'll help investors and developers build a resilient digital native financial infrastructure. And she said these safety standards better go into effect before crypto gets big enough to threaten the whole financial system. The other part of her possible answer, a central bank digital currency. Did you get your .eth domain name? Apparently, there was a recent burst of activity with such registrations. The Ethereum Name Service, or ENS, saw them spike with 64,000.eth names created over just two days, a 216% increase for that week. Now, just to give you an idea of how lucrative.eth name selling is, on one day, ENS made $684,000. The names are built on Ethereum, sold as NFTs, and can be linked to your crypto wallet. Secondary sales on OpenSea also soared over 300% in a week. So if you're still squatting on the ways to fix a ponytail domain you bought way back during the dot com boom, you'll be happy to know that we as a species never learn from mistakes and just keep making them over and over. A new survey from the investing firm Alto tells us just how interested and or invested millennials are in crypto. It found that 40% of American millennials have some. That's about the same percentage of millennials that own individual stocks. Over 70% of those with digital assets have at least some of it in their retirement accounts. A different survey says 36% of millennials and 51% of Gen Z want to get half their wages in digital currency. As for boomers, that, of course, is a different story. 67% of them aren't even mustering up enough interest to learn about crypto. Is it because they're stupid or ignorant? No, they just don't have as much time to roll the dice on a wildly speculative and volatile investment. Plus, they've seen lots of supposed incredible opportunities turn to dust over the years. And not that there's any such thing as gender, but there's also a gender gap across all ages with men far more likely than women to use crypto. Lydia Vargo is a Forbes Council's member, and she's been thinking about brands and the metaverse. She says it's getting clearer that consumers don't just want products, they want experiences. And the better that experience is, the more it can make a difference for a brand. To potentially use the metaverse to host those experiences, she suggests adhering to the old adage of you want to be where the customers are. In the metaverse, brands can have two-way conversations with shoppers at scale, and there should be a ton of first-party data to mine there for personalization. Some strategies Lydia suggests brands keep in mind include marketing to avatars or B2A marketing, meaning you're playing to the avatar's preferences and activities. There's creating NFTs, so you have something digital to sell, and you'll have a lot more platforms you'll have to contend with, like Rec Room, Twitch, and Horizon. Last week, we asked you, who's ready to rock? And your response was, well, I don't know. I guess I'm ready. How hard will we be expected to rock? Well, this week, we're looking at an article in Variety about how NFTs are being utilized in the world of ticketing. Ticketing like for shows, not speeding. Beyond speculative art that nobody knows quite what to do with, ticketing is a pretty functional purpose for NFTs. Ticketmaster already has an NFT startup called Yellowheart. Up to lately, show and sporting event NFTs have been commemorative ticket stubs, maybe some VIP experiences, but now it'll be a direct means of entry. This will, they hope, make life hell for scalpers and counterfeit ticket scammers. NFT tickets will also make it possible to track you, but for good things like perks, content or discounts, maybe even a free beer at an NFL game, which would save you $65. That's what we've got for you this week. If there's anyone you think should know about this podcast, but doesn't, please tell them and we'll be back next week.